Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, business owners, people on the cutting edge, changing the world. So today we have um, Olga. And she's actually, she dubs herself as a neuroscience nerd. <laughs> she's, you know, I love uh, when people are authentic. Um, and she is the founder at Meta Coaching. And um, today's going to be talking all about um, business, neuroscience, starting a business. And um, I'm happy to welcome Olga on to the show. Welcome. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I know you're based out of Portugal. And uh, so tell us more about yourself, your background and how you got started. Okay. So actually like I'm only based out of Portugal for the um, last half year because we moved from Berlin and um, I, um, so like I'm Russian uh, by birth, but like for the last 13 years, I lived in Germany, mostly working for Adidas and uh, Wayfair. So like big, big brands, fortune 500 companies. And like, it's been quite a cool journey. Until it wasn't, until like I started to get like really strong anxiety attacks. Um, my husband was um, like had a burnout and like we just like really struggled in that in that environment. Um, very high pressure, like we had one child already and like we tried to get a second one and we were trying to get pregnant for two years and we couldn't just because of stress and, you know, like constantly getting sick on vacations and stuff. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, like we started... <laughs> We kind of like were looking for for a way out or actually like I was not even looking for a way out. It just like happened for me because like after a certain business trip, I came back and I picked up my little one from the daycare and she was like basically punching me in the face and saying that home is shit and she doesn't want to go home. Uh-huh. And that for me was like, okay, you know, like I want to walk out of this space, but I have no freaking idea what else I can do. So that <laughs> was the start of the journey. You know, a lot of, um, because, you know, with COVID, a lot of people are burned out and, you know, mental health is huge. And so, um, yeah, so it's quite an interesting journey. Um, Tell us more about, like, for example, um, so you basically, you um, help first-time founders grow their businesses from zero to their first uh, 20,000K without, I assume that's per month, without burning out. And Mm -hmm. then, um, so... You know why? Why do you think it's so difficult for nine to fivers to quit corporate and start their own businesses? Because like it's very comfortable space, you know. Like it's it's kind of like is this like fake safety of like monthly income coming in. So pe- people are used to it. It's the comfort zone, right? And like and if we like and it's kind of like nothing's gone wrong, right? Because like we we always talk about the fact that the brain, like the human brain is a survival brain, right? Like was never designed to make us happy. It was like, was designed to like for survival. So it's basically, you know, like if you never had a business before, like if you just always worked in nine to five and like imagine in your family as well, right? 
it's kind of like this this part of the brain right like on the side our hippocampus like it's basically like a giant database right of like all the experiences we had to date right so like when we're trying to make a step out right that's something new we haven't done this before so our like hippocampus on the on the back end kind of like trying to match the new action to like some old actions we did right and if it doesn't find the match like our brain perceives as something dangerous so it basically like tries to sabotage us like in all possible ways and like and we know it might be uncomfortable to be where we are it might be like taking a toll on our well-being and like our mental health right but it is known and known means safe right it's like a toddler who doesn't want to change the shit diaper because like you know like they're they're used to sitting in the shit like that's familiar like something new is like oh like i'd rather not go there yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, the the more I think about it, I'm thinking you know if you have like a nine to five, you know just, and then it's like you the main thing you may you have to do is just basically don't get fired, and um so basically I mean you could be mediocre, you know you could play games and you know manipulate this and that, and you know you just basically biweekly collect your paycheck, you know you don't really do much but um which is quite interesting absolutely (laughs) and some people realize you know that they're like a players who are stuck like with a bunch of like cnd players and they and they make a step out and some people like like me for example they go in like dark places right and get like this super severe anxiety attacks and start doubting themselves like whether like we are actually you know adequate whether we are good because like we're proposing all these ideas right and like people look at us like oh no that's never gonna work oh no this is gonna take like five years you know like nothing is moving and like nobody actually takes responsibility for like company losing money or whatever and you think like you're crazy because like (laughs) you see all these things and you constantly bring them up right it's 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 amazing it's just the i was talking to my wife the other night and we're just talking you know to basically people that stay in corporate are even you know usually they have you know kind it's you know it's like you said the a players they kind of leave or they don't stay around because it's just you know (laughs) but um what the other thing is you know so people are interested in entrepreneurship and then um so what do you think like for example um how do you find the purpose-driven business idea meaningful profitable yeah so like we have like different different methodologies right of finding this out but like to be completely honest like so it takes like a bit of time to take it out of people but everybody already has an idea everybody already dreams of something but doesn't consider it to be worthy of like or they think that they will never make money with that right and like a lot of times people are just embarrassed because like i don't know they work in a multinational corporation right and they're doing like i don't know operations and doing like this all the like complicated spreadsheets in excel and whatever like it's all like funky and it's like very you know um i don't know it's like very status like and then what they actually want is to cook you know and they're like oh my god like what what my friends will think about me right but they take this like great pleasure in cooking right and like and food might be like their love language and they're serving food like they're serving love to people right and it's like it's so in their dna it would be like extremely sad if people never would experience that right but people like just not allowing themselves to believe that they can monetize it because they have like a lot of this like a bunch of limiting beliefs in their head it's like oh but if i'm a cook then like i have to work 24 7 because that's how it works in hospitality you know and stuff like this so that's that's kind of like Usually the the biggest part is just removing these limiting beliefs and like separating the decision making in different stages. It's like, okay, like first things first, like what do you want, right? 
And we like we use like for example like we adapted Ikigai. I don't know if you heard about Ikigai. Um, so like as a system to like just to get closer to what this like business idea is, right? And like put all things together, all your passions, you know, what you care for in the world, you know, like what you want to solve, what makes you angry, actually. Like when you look around yourself, what like it all drives you nuts and you like constantly like want to talk about it. Like what are some things that you do every day that you would be doing anyways, but now people can also make pay you money for that, right? So like those things, but generally it's just like giving people allowance to first say. What is it that they want? And, and then already, like the next stage is instead of rationalizing it away and saying like, oh no, it's never going to work, actually starts like using your brain, like your logical brain in the ways like, okay, what could be all the ways to make it work? You know, like all the ways right now. So that's basically the process. So like people first have to say, what do they want? And then we help together, like, especially like if we do it in the group, this is like mastermind. So it's many, many individuals, right? And we can all throw different angles and see like, okay, what are all the ways to really monetize this idea? Yeah. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, these, uh, these are skills that um, are, you, I mean, we can't, you, I mean, you can read about them, but it's, you have to go out in the real world and build these skills. Um, and uh, you talk about the most important skills for first time entrepreneurs. Um, can you highlight it and elaborate um, on what skills they need to develop or start developing? So the, the first and only skill they need in the beginning is sales, basically, because like people think like, especially, you know, like, I mean, people who come from corporations, right? They're like sometimes multi-billion corporations, like, of course they have everything set up, you know, like they have agencies working for them, like beautiful websites, like whatever e-commerce size, like whatever that is, right? Like it's all there, all the systems are in place. But when you're just starting out, especially if you're a solopreneur, you don't need nothing basically, except for like having some sort of offer. Like what do you have? Like some sort of pro product or some sort of service that you're offering to people, right? And like being able to like actually come up with an offer and like offer it to real life people, right? Like test it first on like real humans because like they gonna take money out of their purse, right? And they give you cash. So like just being able to like put yourself out there and talk to actual humans, right? And tell them like, I am here, I have this product or service, right? Like, do you want to engage with me? Do you want to buy from me? Because I can help you with the like a problem that you have, right? Like by, by solving it, like through my product or through my service. And like, if people are not like, and a lot of times it's like, it's such a scary skill for people, right? Because like people think that like sales is something evil. It's like looking at people as ATMs and like withdrawing cash from them, like, which is so not true because like sales can be done from service, from so much desire to help other people, right? And that's why we call it like purpose-driven business because a lot of times this business ideas, they come through like from living through some experience that was real shit for us. Right. And we have a lot of empathy actually for people who are going through the same stuff right now as we were going like some steps behind. And we are here like when we don't even need to be like, um, I don't know, well-known experts, but we just need to be a couple of steps ahead of someone to give them the hand. Right. And bring them on our level right now. So but being able to like just engage and train and like and get no's a bunch of times like, like actually like I always think that's like. If you go, if you try to sell something to people and you get no's, it's the most valuable answer you can get because there is so much information. If you really like take time to analyze why the hell did you get a no, right? So you can become better over time. But it's the only skill that people really need in the beginning, like it's the first stage. 
like a bit later, that's that changes, right? Because you need systems and everything on the back end, so you don't run yourself into burnout. So like by being an entrepreneur now instead of working in corporate. But yeah, yes, in the beginning, that's just what I believe is the only thing they need: sales and ability. You know, uh, especially marketing and just basically getting out there, getting in front of people, customers, uh, having an offer, valuable offer. Um, you know, these are, this is really, I think it's marketing sales and innovation. I think that was Peter Drucker. Yes. And also like this very, very fast feedback loops, you know, like just like go test, like quickly, like take information from the real humans, take it back, reiterate, like think like, okay, maybe it's not even the offer. Maybe it's the way you talk about it, right? Talk about it in a different way. See what happens. Like do like quick loops, like three days, like, you know, five days, bring it back, reiterate and again, 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 until you hit the point. Because like, I also believe it makes no sense to, for example, invest in ads, like if you haven't nailed it down, like organically, because then you're just going to like spend a lot of money and no return on investment. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's in contrast to the corporate because corporate, you don't, they don't, if you fail, you're fired. And, um, you know, in, in entrepreneurship, it's like the faster you fail, you know, the fast, closer you get to the product market fit and, um, you know, so I, I love this. And, and really, it's you have so many tools to allow you to try things much faster, which brings us to the question, because you uh, like we started out with um, uh, this idea of neuroscience and um, you have this neuroscience based framework to manage stress as a first time founder, because, you know, people get just burned mm-hmm. out and tell us, like, elaborate. Oh, OK, so like it's basically um it's called energy leadership framework um and it comes from like our coaching school that's we graduated with like um from with my husband um it's called IPEC and like the energy leadership is basically like seven different levels of energy and like the first two levels associated with stress right and like and it's called like catabolic levels of energy and basically like the uh, the process of catabolism like biochemically is the um is the process when our brain perceives like outside stimuli is stressful, right? As a threat, like it releases a bunch of hormones in our system. So it releases like adrenaline, noradrenaline, cortisol, right? Like all, all the uh, nasty hormones in there. And like, but they basically do, like if we really simplify, they start like breaking down the cells in our body to release the energy, right? So like, I don't know, back in the day, we would have this energy to run from the tiger, you know? So like we would need this boost, right? So we'd need to break down the cells. And it's like our nervous system, it is perfectly designed for short-term stress. There is no problem for that. But if it continues over time, right, and we like keep breaking down the cells without like restoring them, then of course we go into burnout, right? And the first two levels um, of energy, they're usually associated. So like level one is associated with fear and all the like fear-related emotions, right? So anything which can be like self-doubt, overwhelm, grief. I don't know, like all, all those like emotions, which like make us feel like we want to hide out and we want to go kind of like in a cave. Right. And it can be like very serving for us because sometimes we need to take time to kind of like hibernate and like, and rest. Right. And if it is intentional, if we very aware of that, it can be very helpful, but it stops being helpful when we just procrastinate and we don't move out of that space. Right. Like we just like stay in self-doubt when we stay in fear, when we stay in this perspective like of being a victim to the circumstances around us and then level two like it has much more energy right but it's still a catabolic level of energy because like it's more associated with anger and all the anger related emotions right mm-hmm. and it has much more energy so it like it really can propel you out and can propel you out of this like victim mentality as well mm-hmm. right but the thing with anger is like it's a really like fast burn it's like 
Mm. You know, so like you burn a lot of energy um, on this like angry emotions and then nothing is left. Right. So you basically go down like on level one again. Mm. And unfortunately, it's kind of like if we look, for example, at corporate organizations, that's a lot of leaders. They lead from level two. Okay, go, go, go. Like had to be done yesterday, you know, like pressure, pressure, pressure. And it's the same, like, like, okay, like, even if you go out of corporate environment, but for example, like, imagine you're like a tech startup founder, right? And you have, I don't know, like uh, seed rounds, you have investment rounds, you have pressure from like venture capitalists, right? So you constantly like operating under this pressure. So if you don't manage your brain and understanding that's okay, like, if I'm constantly in this like fear and anger, you know, trying to push myself out and just like push myself, then I just burn energy. And in the end, I just burn out, right? So so in order not to stay like kind of like on these two levels, there are like other levels, like three to seven. Uh-huh. And level three is basically all about taking responsibility for how you feel. So seeing the positive. So, you know, a lot of people describe themselves as positive people when they're on this like level of energy, right? So they're like, well, you know, like my drop is shit, but at least the pay is good, right? So like when we hear this, at least from people, it means that they settling for less than ideal but uh-huh. they prefer to see the positives rather than the negatives, right? So they take responsibility for um, for their feelings. The problem with this level is that like, though really good, so right, it's like, it's also this um, level of resilience when we can like, you know, see the positive like outcome and we can like persevere and we can go through. It can be very, very helpful. But when people get stuck on that and the level one and two go unaddressed because they just prefer not to see the shit, right? Because they're like, oh, like, I'm just like, I'm just seeing the positives. Like, oh, like I'm love and light, you know, like everything is great. Then like, of course, like this, this level of stress underneath, it can be just growing, right? Because it's not being addressed. So it's not going away. And that's where like, sometimes like, then all of a sudden people find themselves in this situation of like a burnout or they just get stuck in this kind of like more or less comfort zone, this level three, and they Mm. never propel themselves forward. And then level four of energy is more the level of being in service when we are really focused on other people. So, right, like the focus goes away from us, but it goes on on someone else. And we are like, we're serving, we want to solve somebody's problems, right? Like from compassion. The thing is like, it it feels really good on this level, right? Because like we're serving people, like we feel great about ourselves, but Mm -hmm. we still perceive them as kind of like lesser than us in some sort of way, because Mm -hmm. like, or like I'm, I can solve this problem better than they are. Oh, poor them, right? So we're kind of like denying them the, the power of solving the problems themselves. And like also like the energy attracts like energy of the opposite, right? So like if you imagine like if somebody has a lot of problems on level one and feels like a victim and there is a savior on level four, if you have a lot of this like service energy, then you will attract a lot of people with problems, right? Because mm-hmm. like, well, like they need someone to to solve them for them. So like the problem is that if you give away too much and constantly, right, at some point you either burn out again, you go on level one, so out of energy, or you get angry because like, why the hell? Like I'm giving so much, right? And nothing is coming back. So we can get very angry about that, which is again, a stress-related emotion. So we're flooding our body with like all the stress-related hormones. Then level five is a level of opportunity. So it's like a true win-win. So if level three was like a bit of like a compromise, like you move a little, I move a little, right? Like maybe we'll find a way. Level five is like, I put what I want on the table. You put your needs on the table. And until we like find a true win-win, we don't play. Like it makes no sense, right? Yeah. So and like on this on this level, we also take like every experience that happens to us as an opportunity to learn, right? So like we see opportunities. So it's it's a very opportunistic level. The problem with it is that um, sometimes we see so many opportunities 
that we experience this kind of like paralysis by analysis, right? So like we can't get like out of this, like, okay, so like which like this idea and that idea and this idea and this I could do, right? And we can't decide for which one to go. So that's kind of like the danger of being on that level because it's very logical. And then level six of energy is, um, is level of joy or flow. So sometimes like when we do some things and um, we just think we spent 20 minutes doing that, but it's actually been two hours, right? Because like we didn't even notice like in this state of flow. So very connected to our creativity, to our intuition on this level. And it's it's great. Like we also feel a lot of synergies of working with other people, right? Because like it's joyful. We also feel a lot of empathy. So like not compassion, like on level four, but true empathy. So which means that like I understand that as a human being, I can experience all emotions, right? I can experience fear, I can experience anger, I can experience joy, I can experience like, I don't know, sadness, like whatever that is, right? And I am able to see myself in you, right? Because you are also human, so you can also experience all these emotions. So it's the level of true empathy. And it's great to be on there. The problem with this level is that it's kind of you know, you can be very connected to people and feel like, oh, I love everybody, this synergy, you know, like also great. People might be very disconnected from you because like between level six and level one and two, for example, is a huge gap, right? So if somebody's in stress and you are coming in the office, like, hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, hey. And people are like, oh, fuck off. You know, like, I'm like, I'm just stressed like as hell here. Like, so like, I don't even want to talk to you. So there might be a disconnect. Plus, like in own business, if we are too much on that level, then sometimes we get excited, right? When people get excited about opportunity and they invest a lot of money and then they lose the money because they didn't logically think it through. Mm-hmm. And then level seven, the last one is um, is the level of enlightenment, if, if you will. Um, like is a level of like complete passion about all our experiences when we don't judge things as good or bad anymore. You know, it's just an experience if even if somebody like passes away that we love, but we're like, oh, you know, it is just an experience in life. And I'm passionate about the fact that I can experience it. And like on this level, we feel like we can create anything and everything in the world, right? Like we are the creators and no human can actually sustain themselves on that level. Like they, they can stay there for a bit, but um, basically like they will be very disconnected from, from reality, right? That's why we have the other six levels. But the thing is also, it's like, it's, um, I don't know, like some people like in spirituality, they call it like the higher self. Like I prefer the scientific explanation, you know, like we have the prefrontal cortex here, like in the front of our head, right? And it's this ability of observing ourselves, being the observer of oneself, right? And seeing what is happening to us. And from this level, being able to choose what is serving us the most. Because sometimes like in our journey, level two can be very serving, right? Because we can get angry, we can establish better boundaries, we can be assertive, right? But when we are in control of this level, not when the anger is in control of us, right? And we're like just screaming around. So like, it's it's really this ability to choose what level of energy is serving us the most at that point of time, right? And we basically like kind of like go through these levels with, with people, like we explain them the framework, right? And we like look at situations from different angles. And we always say that for entrepreneurship, the combination of level five, six, and four. So like this, um, you know, opportunistic thinking, right? Or creative thinking, like this um, ability to be enjoy, to find pleasure in what, in what you do, right? To find synergy in working with other people, plus service mentality is probably the three main levels you want to be in more consistently than on others, right? Mm-hmm. And like consciously like pull yourself out of stress reaction on those ones to mm-hmm. operate at like at your highest potential, basically not 
not to like kind of like use your own biochemistry to support yourself, right? Not to flood your system with like stress-related hormones, but with the feel-good hormones, like with your serotonin, like cytokine, I don't know, like with, with those ones, right? Really uh, interesting. And, you know, for doctors and, you know, a lot of high-income professionals, they range the gamut. I think most of them are usually one to level five, maybe, you know, six or seven, you know, it's kind of rare, but, uh, you know, something flavor for everybody. So very interesting. And um, how can people uh, contact you, visit your website, follow you on social media? So meta coaching, so meta is double T. So it's the Buddhist meta, not so metacoaching.com, like is our website. Also like it's, it's the same name on, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. So that's, that's quite easy. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, let's thank Olga really for uh, almost a masterclass on um, neuroscience based framework, managing stress. And uh, she's on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, as well as her um uh, her website, Meta Coaching. Again, that's with two T's, uh, not the Facebook <laughs> Meta. So uh, with that, thanks so much. And uh, thanks for coming on to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week.